Hey everyone, I am Catherine Druckmann. Thank you for tuning into Reality 2.0 again. Today I'm talking to Doc Searles and Petros Katupis. And we have a lot to talk about, <laughs> as usual. But there, there have been some really big things that have come out recently in the news. We're going to talk a little bit about Europe and GDPR and IAB. We're going to talk about Facebook. Their shares tanked this week. We're going to talk about Amazon, which did really well with their advertising, depending on your perspective. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about this whole ecosystem. We might, we might bring in a little Google flock, too. So with that, what we were just talking about before we started recording was actually we started out with Facebook and it's all of this stuff is so tied together because at its heart is basically surveillance capitalism, right? Some are winners and some are losers. I would argue we're, we're all the losers, even, even the shareholders oh, in, in Amazon. We're positioned to be winners as, as participants, as individuals. I think we're yeah. in a good place to be winners of a sort. Um, it depends. I mean, it's an interesting, it came to me just a moment ago as you were talking that uh, this may be the beginning of a crash and maybe the, the crash that we've been waiting for for a long time may happen. Um, I sure and, hope not. I'm getting tired of these crashes. As a house of cards. Everyone's 401k is in the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it's that's that's true. I, I logged in to, to look at my 401k last oh, week and I was like, it. holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> You'll Where's never going? retire, Petros. You're never going to retire, no matter how hard you work. Oh, yeah, God. but you know, uh, Tim Huang, who's an old friend, wrote a book that came out in 2020 called "Subprime Attention Crisis," and his case was basically that the the house of cards that was the mortgage-backed securities um, is similar to. I mean, that the that ad tech is is a bubble in the same way, which is what I wrote about in 2008, and it still hasn't happened. He wrote that in 2020, still hasn't happened. And I'm not sure it will happen in this case, but it's poised for that because there's, as um, Michael Burry puts it in the big short, both the movie and the book, whenever you have a great deal of complexity and fraud um, and you know, a line that goes nowhere but up, there is a, and a great deal of faith in something that's full of complexity and fraud. You've got a bubble that's waiting to burst. And what Michael Burry did in that case was bet against it by shorting it. And um, I don't know if anybody shorted or found a way to short the, uh, the ed tech world, but if there was, this, this is probably the biggest example of something happening that threatens to cause that crash. Um, but a problem for that crash is that there's not a, there aren't the Wall Street firms in this, that the kind of companies we had with the Wall Street firms that depended so utterly on that. Um, Google and um, Amazon, who are two big companies in the advertising business, have giant businesses elsewhere. They just do really well with advertising. We can live without it. Facebook can't live without it, but Facebook has a big excuse, which is people are letting us, you know, they sign in, that's part of the terms. They can turn it off if they want to. So they've, they're in good shape too. It's the rest of the system, that's, which is all of the small publications, every website that depends on, to some degree, on, uh, on, uh, on surveillance-based advertising is in trouble from that. It's certainly in Europe, and, but is a secondary effect in the US as well. 
What's what's particularly interesting too is so so we think of you know the, the big huge money makers in, in the ad tech space, Google, Amazon, Facebook. Um, but really Apple had this massive impact. And Apple, you know, the Apple's privacy features are Facebook's crash, but also to an extent Google's success. Like Google did not succeed alone. They have a cushy relationship with Apple, which boosts their advertising revenue ultimately because um I mean, because they have a slightly, let's say, smoother path <laughs> to uh, iOS users than Facebook does and their data. Uh, and then Amazon, for the, this is the first time in their earnings report that they have disclosed the amount of money they're making from advertising, which is interesting. It was, uh, I believe, 7% of their revenue, while AWS, AWS is a, is a big chunk, but but advertising being 7% is, I, I think when they first announced AWS earnings, I want to say it was a big deal that it was 13% of their revenue. I feel like I read that number recently. Anyway, 7% is a big chunk. So yeah, it's all of these things fit together. And, yeah. and, and one company like Apple, um, even making what I would consider or what privacy activists would consider a pretty minor concession had a pretty significant impact on a company like Facebook anyway. Yeah, I just put a couple links in the uh, chat that you can share. We can share with the, uh, with the uh, podcast oh, summary, yes. but 31 billion a year in the advertising business is one of them. You know, 9.7 billion in the last quarter, I think I saw somewhere. It's, um, it's, a, you know, it, it's a big thing and the margins are high. You know, and they are in a really great position as a as an advertising company because they they have a much more a much clearer idea of what the user might want based on what they've they know they've actually bought uh, to the degree if, to the degree that they track them that way. Uh, in in the long run, though, I think I mean if I look, I mean this is this is actually part of the problem with with ad tech. So if I go to Amazon right now. And I'm a heavy advertiser. I probably spend thousands a year on Amazon. And, you know, I look for who has keep shopping for, continue watching, buy again. None of those things am I interested in buying again. None of those things, you know, the keep watching. Well, sure, I have Amazon Prime as a, a TV channel. Um, I know everything that's on there. I, you know, I go there every few nights and I know what's there. I They know where I'm at with it. It's not like, I need to know that, you know, pick up where you left off is another thing. Here's a whole bunch of landscape lighting, which I've already bought and not from them and cheaper than them, I might add. And I'm not going to buy that again. You know, this is replaced lighting that's 16 years old. It'll be dead in another 16 years. So the, the notion that you're going to keep you know, a, a, an incorrect belief that these companies have that what we buy is what we've already bought, you know, while they're busy blowing smoke up their own ass and ours saying, we know you so well, we know what you're going to buy is also absolute bullshit. They, for the most part, do not. They do not know. They can't know us. We're human beings. We're not robots. We're not that hard to figure out. Um, I mean, one of the buy agains is, you know, I'm looking here, it's for some ink, some printer ink. That's for one of the printers I had that's dead. I'm never going to buy that again, you know, uh, kind 410. I've bought maybe a hundred different batteries from them because we've, we're running this house entirely on rechargeable batteries. I'll never buy any more of those. You know, I'm, I'm fully outfitted with Airscape 
food containers. Um, all, everything here is stuff I'm not going to buy again. Here's underwear, Hanes underwear. Um, the I, I read this, the average male uses his underwear for seven years. <laughs> the, I don't know if this is true or not, but I think it probably is, right? So, um, no yeah. comment. Catch me in another seven <laughs> years. We don't. We don't. We we do wash it more often than that. But but, but, the, but this notion that you're going to always buy what you've already bought is crazy. But they don't have any better intelligence than that. And the the problem here is that when you're looking at the marketplace entirely from the seller side, and you're looking at what businesses do entirely through the lens of what are the big guys doing? You know, this is why I keep saying that. The parties that are in trouble here are not so much Amazon and 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 Google and Apple, but the smaller companies that depend on them. You know the the, the poor websites that don't have any other way to make money. You know, then, geez, well, you know, if we go ahead and run Taboola and a bunch of other crap that you know that's based on tracking us, we're going to pull in a few million dollars a month or a year. How can we give up on that, right? But what's behind that is Dr. Fu, who has been on the show a couple of times has told us, go back and look at those shows, they're good, um, is that they're full of fraud. <laughs> you know, those things are really bad. But here's the EU yesterday saying, you guys not only did not get consent the right way, you're hiding behind, you know, legitimate interest for your business when your interest is not legitimate, give all that data back or blow it up. And that's where they're in trouble right now. Is they, I don't even know if they know where to find the stupid data that they've got. It's all with third parties. I mean, that's part of the scramble that's going on here right now. And nobody's paying attention to that part. So, so related, I think, something you brought up was the, sorry, the EU GDPR ruling that pop-ups are unlawful. I wondered if you wanted to tell us a little bit more about that, because that, <laughs> so just as a little background, in case you've never heard this show before, yeah. which I don't, and then I'm, I'm well, anyway, um, we, we talk about the ridiculousness of pop-ups a lot. <laughs> so right. I thought it was particularly interesting that you uh, sent this link over. Um, well, before, before we get into that, I, I, oh, sorry, yeah, I actually used to, I went to college with the uh, you know, with a buddy of mine and, you know, we worked together after college and then he went off to do his own thing out on the West coast. And he took a lot of pride at the first company he worked at when he started, you know, started a new life on the West coast. And it was for an ad based company that made that pop-up garbage. <laughs> and, and, you know, he knew people hated him and, and what he did by, uh, you know, professionally. And I used to pick on him all the time. I don't know what he does now. I kind of lost touch with him, but uh, just, I don't know. Every single time I think of pop-up, you know, tech, he's the one that always comes to mind. And I actually knew somebody that most people would hate because of that. I mean, we all hate pop-ups. Yeah, we do it. Well, but they mean specifically those consent messages. So IAB oh. Europe has, has something called a uh, transparency and consent framework. And that is what a lot of big tech companies rely on. And they believe it, it helps them to comply with GDPR regulations. But apparently it was found to be not true, <laughs> which, is, which is big news because you know, a lot of people are relying on this you know, thinking they're compliant and now, whoops, you're not compliant. So I think Doc can probably unpack a little bit of that more. 
so Ethan Zuckerman, who's, um, I don't know if he's who we were talking about, but uh, he's an old friend and colleague. Back in 2014, he, he issued a public apology for having created one of those annoying forms of advertising when he was back at Tripod or something, one of those, one of those 90s dot com-y kind of companies. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah and I, actually, I've seen that. That's yeah. And so I just put that in the chat as well. It's, um, I mean, I, it, I thought it was really smooth on his part to, to, to step forward and apologize for that. I don't think he had that. I mean, very little guilt should rest on his shoulders for doing, uh, you know, whatever it was that he did. Actually, the thing I put in the chat is not that, but it doesn't matter. It's, uh, I, I mean, to me, the, well, we could go in several directions with this. One is that the GDPR, and I was just looking it up here because I had too many tabs open and don't want to look through them to find the one tab that had it. But there are six ways, there are six reasons that you, that the GDPR in Article 6 gave for basically being able to track people. And one of them is called um, legitimate interest. One is you ask for consent. And, um, and the other, and another one is legitimate interest. In other words, I can track you if I have a legitimate interest. And what happened with the GDPR, which went into force on May 25th, 2018, which I remember well, because May 25th is our wedding anniversary, uh, Joyce and me. But that was the point at the time at which the GDPR became enforceable. And I wrote a bunch of stuff in Linux Journal about now it happens. Now the whole thing comes down. Now this thing is enforceable. People are going to pay giant fines and nothing happened. Almost nothing right. happened nothing because there was no enforcement. And what happened is IAB Europe, which is a little different than IAB in the US, but the Interactive Advertising Bureau came up with some methods by which you could either or both claim legitimate interest and have a way to consent. And what, what the Belgian um, Data Protection Authority, along with the rest of Europe, from the way, way I read it anyway, said, nope, both of those are wrong. Stop it immediately and, and blow up the data you've got on people. And that's, that, that's the precipitating event. That's the first really big torpedo into the side of the IAB in Europe. And which is the, again, the IAB is the, is the, uh, you know, the, the advertising society for online advertising in, in Europe, but there's one in the U S too, that's even bigger. Anyway, um, it's an open question whether or not that'll happen. And again, I think Google, Facebook, and Amazon are probably in fine shape with this, but well, well, it's this Facebook less so. <laughs> Facebook less so, but it's important to know that a couple of things about Facebook. One is that you know when you when you become a Facebook member, you have agreed to this thing. You have agreed to be part of their system, and they have what the Nixon administration called calls plausible deniability for 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 having an excuse, you know, that they can follow you because you agreed to it. The other thing is that they have a whole bunch of opt-outs you can use. You can opt out of lots of kinds of targeted advertising. Doesn't mean they don't know what you're doing, but it does mean that they can't advertise directly at you. Um, right. Well, except, so so there's the, 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 the uh, speed bump there that Apple threw out is, empowering users to block a lot of that. So yes, even once you right. signed up, you are consented, but you know, uh, Apple allows users to put up a, a, something of a wall that, that denies them access to certain data. And, and they're saying that it's, it's a uh, $10 billion loss uh, in the upcoming year. 
due, just due to that privacy policy. And that's, yeah. you know, that's a, that's a pretty big impact. It's a pretty big impact. The, the, and I, it's a claimed impact. I wish I had a, $10 billion. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's what, that's what Barry Goldwater said in the, in the, when was it? It was like in the, in the sixties, he said a billion here, a billion there, sooner or later, you're talking about real money. Um, right. um, I, I wrote a piece about Apple, you know, plus or versus ad, ad tech way back in May of last year. I'm put that in the chat too. The, you know, and Apple had a really great ad. All their ads are great. You know, they're called privacy. That's iPhone. And, and it was all about how you can, and it shows this guy clicking on something that says, ask ads not to track. And all of the trackers that have been following him around everywhere. This is, this is guy walking through the world and he accumulates more and more people looking over his shoulder and reading his stuff. And he hits ask ads not to track and it blows all of them up. Well, that's actually not how it works. Um, so that was a little slight of meaning on Apple's part. First of all, you're asking them, you're not telling them. You can't stop it. They could still choose not to. That's one thing. And the other is you don't blow them up all at once because you know part of part of the way they work is you can on a if you've not allowed them to if you've allowed them to track, you can still turn them off on a one by one basis. That's not an especially effective thing. So there's a little slight of something. Got a lot of pushback on that from. Um, uh, daring fireball among other, uh, among other places, but, um, but it's still, you know, I, it's doubtful to me how much effect that's had on, on Facebook. First of all, it only affects them online um, on uh, app. Um, if they've turned it off on their app, how much does it really kill them? I mean, and, and it doesn't exclude other kinds of advertising. You're talking, you're in a, you're in a, a group that's all about sports. You get ads, ads for sports stuff. It may not be personal, but they can still an advertising that way. And that's the old fashioned kind of advertising and it still works fine. I, I don't know. I, I, I love the Facebook uh, advertisements because they, <laughs> oh, you share, get some good ones. <laughs> they share some of the most entertaining things with me. I cannot begin to explain to you. It's like, you get special. I get special advertisements and I, I, I don't, I don't know why I don't do anything strange on Facebook. I mean, it, most of my stuff. So I think you're you male know, and of a certain age. I think that's all it takes. No, maybe, I like maybe. This. Carry on. This is it. No. So, you know, my Facebook profile, I use it just like any normal. Well, no, I don't really use it very much. I, my wife and friends typically tag me when something is going on, uh, I'm a part of a few Facebook groups, which are just nerdy groups. Like I'm a part of a retro computing group, retro gaming group, uh, some very specific like movie groups, like an alien franchise movie group. I, I like the alien franchise, but anyway, I, mm -hmm. nothing out of the ordinary. I don't do anything out of the ordinary. And yet all of a sudden mm -hmm. I get advertisements for like, adult toys and, you know, um, men's, you know, you know, uh, special care for their, you know, genitalia or just, you know, I, I what did I share with you, Catherine? I can't I, even I, remember. I gotta go pull it up now. I mean, even like, just, it's just like the strangest things. And, and it's not just male stuff. I mean, it's even, it's like everything and it's just strange. And, you know, the, if my phone is actively listening to me, 
it knows that I have a filthy mouth and I just say like a bunch of, you know, very like mine in the gutter stuff. So <laughs> who knows, maybe it's picking up on the things that I'm saying, but I open up Facebook and it's like, holy crap, what is this? And I end up sharing it with Catherine or some others. And I mean, it's, everyone has a good time with it. So yeah, I don't know why hilarious. people are complaining. I find it entertaining. <laughs> it's definitely not well I mean, maybe it is well turned. Well, this is this is meaningful <laughs> because um, I mean, advertise. I mean, I, I was in the advertising business for much of my life, and I was in the creative part of it. And you want to be entertaining, right? And a lot of a lot of ads are very entertaining, and and I think a lot of people would turn it off for exactly that reason. And and there's also what you know what um, Phil Malone who's a lawyer and he's now at Stanford, but when he, when he was still hanging around the Berkman center at Harvard, um, Phil Malone, by the way, is the guy who led the U S government's prosecution of Microsoft back in the nineties or in the early aughts. Great guy. Um, but he said, you know, when you've got no harm, you have no case. And what's the harm? I mean, that's really, I mean, in the, I mean, imagine for Petros, for your, imagine there's a, like a charge discharge um, meter, you know, that has zero at the top and is a minus on one side and plus on the other. And on the charge side is all of the entertaining or interesting ads that you've got. And on the minus side is not ads you don't like, but ads that have harmed you. You know, I would say on Facebook and in most places, there's not a whole lot on the, on the minus side. That is something that accrues to the favor of the Facebooks of the world, you know? So you know, there. That's part of the picture. Within the absence of harm, um, obvious harm. Now, in, in Europe, they're, they're alleging that your privacy is harmed. That's enough. If your privacy is violated, that's a bad thing. And frankly, I think you get ads that are just as entertaining without violating your privacy. I don't. I don't think that's a hard thing to do. Um, and I think that's really the frontier of advertising right now. How can you? How can they're thinking of it. How can we track people without cookies rather than how can we do the most creative possible advertising that's based on the topic that somebody's looking at rather than how, how we fingerprint it. They do so much better if they, <laughs> if they just targeted, you know, more fun stuff to everybody. Mine is so boring. I feel so like left out, but yeah, I get like espresso on Facebook anyway, I get espresso machines and what was it? Peach iced tea mix. I was, we were, we were exchanging notes on our, 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 ad, our targeted ads the other day. And then finally I got one that I was really excited about. It was a climbing harness though. I thought it was something dirty and I was like, Oh, finally they think I'm fun. And then no, it was climbing. And I think they think I'm sporty and athletic, which is also great. Not true. Um, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, it's just yeah, totally, I it seems totally random was my point. Some of Petrus's that we can't talk about on the show because otherwise yeah, I, uh, we have to mark ourselves as explicit or obscene or something. I recognize that climbing harness right away since I've taken my kids rock climbing numerous yeah, times. I have been <laughs> rock climbing. I, it's been a while. So, so yeah. I've, uh, <laughs> I've been hit by rocks. I have not been rock climbing. I, you know, I used to be able to very, pretty very easily make time. it to the top. I think now I, I don't know if I'd get like five feet up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I preferred climbing metal structures more than rocks because when you lack flexibility, that's a much easier thing to climb. Um, and you can actually get a better grip on stuff than you can on a rock, but I love rocks. So 
Um, but in, here's an interesting thing. So a couple, yesterday, even um, uh, the the guest on Floss Weekly, the other podcast that we're both on, um, is uh, uh, was uh, Elliot Williams, who's the new editor in chief of Hackaday. And yes. they have really minimal tracking. They don't have much. And they actually job it out to somebody. Um, and I don't see any ads when I look at it with most of the browsers that I use. But on the browser that I use that has, that blocks tracking but doesn't block ads, um, I see ads. And the ads are for, you know, things that are interesting on Hackaday because they're interesting to hackers. And to me, that's... That's, the, that's what we were doing with Linux Journal. I mean, Linux Journal was a pretty narrowly focused publication. Yeah. And the ads that we were getting toward the end of our, our life there were relevant to anybody who cared about Linux and cared about open source. And there's a lot of that in the world, you know? So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of advertising. I'm just a fan of good advertising, you know, that's creative and, and relevant to the topic or the, the kind of you know, viewer or listener that you've got. Here's an interesting thing. The most business people, if you're a business person and you declare yourself, I am a business person and I read a business, what, what part of a newspaper, the New York Times, the Washington Post or, or the Dallas Morning Herald, um, you know, any of those, what section do you think that business people go to first? Any of them? Crossword. It's, probably, <laughs> it's actually sports. Oh, it's okay. sports. People go to sports, and so if you're looking to hit business people, you hit them in the sports section. And it's not that you're going to show them a you know, um, you know, a catcher's mitt or a, or a tennis racket. You're going to tell them about you know some investment product or you know whatever else that you're selling. Uh, you know, it's like that. I mean, but but you can know those kinds of things about your readers or viewers without tracking every one of them personally. Yeah. So, so, you know, we didn't talk about uh, Google switching from flock to topics and I, you know, I feel like we, we need to at least put it out there. I mm -hmm. unfortunately have not researched it nearly enough to talk about it all that competently, but yeah. I encourage everybody else to, and I will include some, Links, but it, it felt like we needed to mention it because of the the general you know subject matter for today. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the 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 issue is really just that the the landscape that all these these big advertising tech companies are operating in is changing really quickly, right? It's there are a lot of yeah. things, a lot of a lot of the mechanisms by which they get the data they use to target ads there it's just it's in constant flux and i think more so right now than it has been in a while it was sort of you know i think there were early days when it was just new and interesting and cool and nobody really thought about it as harmful and then people said hey wait a second <laughs> but now we're in a period where everyone's like okay well now we're doing stuff about it maybe so i don't know it's uh yeah it'll be interesting being a shareholder in these companies an interesting thing right now i guess yeah, I, to me, the, I mean, uh, I, I don't, I have to say, I was, I'm scrambling around looking for, um, looking That's at my outboard point. memory, um, which is the, a browser for the open tab I had on, on flock versus topics. Uh, mm. the, the main thing, though, about that is that 
as long as Google wants to continue following you personally without your really explicit consent, um, it's wrong. <laughs> you know, yeah. Flock was wrong for that reason. And if topics to me sounds great, if what you're trying to do is advertising this relevant to a topic, but then you kind of miss the stuff that I, like I just mentioned that, you know, if you're a business person, you might be looking at sports first, you know, or, you know, if you're a hunter, you might be looking at some, you know, socks or something. I don't know. I mean, there are lots of, there are lots of correlations that might be interesting, but probably they are doing those correlations. So it doesn't matter. Um, but as long as they, it, it's strange to me that Google especially seems very, very committed to wanting to track people. And I know two pretty high level Google people who have left that left the company, at least in part because they didn't want to be in any more arguments with the people who were fully committed to tracking people and didn't get the moral compromise about that. But in the case of one of them, when I asked him, does he want to fight Google? He said, no, I want to fight Facebook. But the reason he wants to fight Facebook is not Facebook's advertising. It's that what Facebook wants to do with meta and the metaverse he thinks is actually pretty evil. Um, so that's, and the head start he thinks that they have there is really creepy. So that's a different topic, but, you know, but in both cases, there's a sense of having been defeated inside that environment. I'm trying to find out, has the EFF written anything about um, Google topics? I can't find anything, but so the EFF, came down pretty hard against uh, Flock. I would look at the corpus of Cory Doctorow, who's at the EFF and who has a daily newsletter um, called Pluralist, which I cannot recommend too highly. It is just, I don't know how he does it. it, it I, he, he writes as if he has a team of people behind him, and maybe he does, but his stuff is so thoroughly knowing, it blows my mind. Um, but I'm sure in, if you look up Corey and Pluralist, uh, you'll find something about Flock and something about the whole thing, which is, this is what we do online now, right? We just put all out there, other people because you know the shit's out there, right? Yep, that's true. What the Flock are you talking about, Doc? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, yeah, so uh, anyway, is, is this I, thing I can't on? remember. If, is it yeah, on? it is. Sorry, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm over here. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. Because I, I know our listeners want to hear me Google stuff. Actually, I'm not Googling anything. I'm ducking, but I can't help myself. I still say Google. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I'm thinking, have we covered Have we covered all of the things? I don't, I don't remember. I, if we, I, feel I don't like know. I'm still noted. amazed. I'm still amazed at the 26% drop in share prices for Facebook. I mean, that big of an impact on their earnings report. I mean, holy crap. And I don't know. I, I'm, I really want to start like throwing a bunch of money buying Facebook shares right now. They're not, I, it's probably not a bad idea. I hate to say that. It probably isn't a bad well, idea. Well, you know, I think, I suspect they're, um, they What's are their their switching there? focus to, they're going to put a lot into VR and, and, and uh, the metaverse stuff. And, and, the fa Facebook as we know it is not necessarily even their their uh, priority anymore. I don't know. I'm still. Oh, it, it has to be. I mean, it it's um, 
that's like if a Google say, we don't care about search anymore. I think they do. Yeah, I, I, I'm honestly, I think, remember when Facebook decided that they were going to create this universal cryptocurrency that uh, was oh, going right. to take, take over the world. And remember mm-hmm. once upon a time, Facebook was going to release their own Facebook phone. And then it never really took off and it ended up being a skin or a, um, a launcher on Android phones. And that never took off. And then they abandoned the idea. You know, Facebook comes out with all these, you know, these huge ideas. And for one reason or another, it never takes off and then they abandon it. And, and this whole like metaverse thing, I think is going to be the exact same thing. They made a huge big deal about it, just like they did with everything else. And I think it's just going to flop like everything else. They do one thing and they do it well, right? And, you know, sometimes you just got to stick with what you do best. Yeah, but these things in, are, can be faddish too, right? I mean, you know, it's generational. Younger people are attention young kids, Young kids don't care about Facebook. They've moved on. They're, they're using TikTok or, you know, something else. They don't care about Facebook anymore. It's, it's old people like us that use Facebook so we can, you know, share pictures of, you know, our, our pets or our children or grandchildren. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, so which, you know, makes sense why they're putting so much, uh, so many resources behind meta, Hmm. the metaverse and changing their name. So, yeah. Anyway, Uh have we, have we thoroughly beaten all of these topics to death? (laughs) I just looked up, um, a young person I know, I won't say who, so they don't look him up, and um, who's on Facebook. And, you know, the last post was October of last year. <laughs> my, my point exactly. I mean, yeah. And, young- and, and it's like, yeah. still happy was the post. And it's, and I think it's, you know, it's a placeholder for them. Like, I'm, I'm there. It, I got it. That's what it is. You know, there's a sample of one. I don't know. I mean, certainly... Is it? I mean, I'm more and more active there because more and more of my cohort and generation are doing two things. One is um, talking to each other while we're still here, and the other is dying off. So there's lots and lots of processing about people dying. I hate to say that, but when you're in your 70s, you get that. You get a lot of people dying off, and um, and and necessary processing, and you can't see each other now. So. Thank you, pandemic. Um, so it's just do it here. And it's kind of it's kind of sad and good at the same time because at least we have that. You know, yeah. it's kind of it's kind of crazy, but that's you know, I'm reminded of the um uh, a wicked um uh onion <laughs> wicked onion story from a few years ago, which is burning and burying baby boomers will add with add two trillion to the to, to global wealth or something like that. Uh, so, but I think there's something to that. Okay. So yeah, I think, yeah, I think, uh, I think we've covered it. You know, like as you say, music up uh, until next time. <laughs> <laughs>